Well, hello again. This is Buck Benning speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Bing Crosby Show from the 1946-1947 season. This is our second episode. Before we get into it, though, we are in the middle, middle, we are starting our fall fundraiser for 2016. I'm trying to ideally get enough donations by the end of the week so that I can uh, pay for our podcast for another year. And the reason I'm trying to cram it into a week is because Podomatic's having a a big sale, the biggest sale that they ever do, which is four months for free if you pay for the rest of the year. And uh, four months for free, that's a lot of money. That's $400 off, so we're getting it not quite half price, which is great. Uh, we've, we've gotten it at this price a couple times in the past. Last year I missed it because I, didn't, I wasn't ready to do the fundraiser yet. And I was hoping it would pop back up by the end of December, and it didn't. So that's why I want to take advantage of it this time, because uh, that's a big difference. Anyway, so if you have um, a donation that you'd like to make to the podcast, come to Beck, Buck Benny. And at Buck Benny, if you look on the uh, left hand, no, the right hand side, sorry, the right hand side of the screen, you'll see that you can uh, subscribe through Patreon as our new. Uh, subscriber we we can go through that um, allows you to do monthly payments uh, of one dollar to six dollars depending on what you want to do and it's not very much it won't break anybody's bank I wouldn't think um, especially one dollar a month my preferred way to do it though is right under that you will see where there's a pull down menu that says um, subscription and if you pull down that, it would it gives you all the choice of a dollar a month, two dollars a month through PayPal, and that takes a little less money out of our pocket and puts it, keeps it with us. Um, PayPal takes their cut, but I think at Patreon, they take Patreon and PayPal's cut, but I'm fine if you do it whatever way you feel comfortable doing it. I think Patreon also accepts credit cards, but they might also do that at PayPal, I'm not sure. Or you can just email me at buckbenny, O-T-R, at gmail.com. And uh, it can ask for my um, address, I'll give that to you, and you can send me a check or money order, that sort of thing. Uh, so you can pay me any way you would like. But if I can get people doing a subscription where it, it uh, every month it charges you a dollar or two dollars or three dollars, whatever it is, uh, if I get enough people doing that, I won't even have to come next year and do this kind of fundraiser because it'll be automatic that we're automatically getting paid throughout the course of the year. So I'm hoping a lot of people will do the monthly subscription because uh, that is the best way to go. Anyway, having said that, let's move on and talk about tonight's episode. This episode is featuring Spike Jones as the musical guest with Bing, and Spike will be playing some pretty cool songs. Uh, they're going to play Hawaiian War Chant, which should be interesting. They're going to play a version of Love and Bloom. It will be fun to hear Spike Jones and his City Slickers performing Love and Bloom, because they're, they're a talented and fun band. Um, they'll also be on uh, in tonight's episode, they'll have All By Myself is going to be played on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, The Things We Did Last Summer, 
and My Heart Goes Crazy. All of those songs we played for us today. So I hope you're going to enjoy this episode of The Bing Crosby Show. And please don't forget to donate if you can. Thank you so very much for all of you who donate. When the blue of the night meets the gold of the day Someone waits for me This is Ken Carpenter welcoming you to Phil Cole Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter, his orchestra and chorus, the charioteers, Lena Romay, Skitch Henderson, and, uh, oh yes, Bing Crosby. Thank you. Can't we simply pass the time of day? Do you have to smile at me that way? My heart goes crazy. It goes bump de bump bump. Can't we just shake hands and feel at ease? Do you have to give that extra squeeze? My heart goes crazy. It goes bump de bump bump bump. My doctor told me this has got to stop He never heard a beat like hippity-hippity-hop When the conversation's going fine Must you get your lips so close to mine? My heart goes crazy It goes bump-de-bump-bump What'll I do? You got me, you got me crazy too My heart goes crazy bump It goes bump, bump, de bump, bump Can't we just shake hands and feel at ease Do you have to give that extra squeeze My heart goes crazy it goes bum, de bum, bum, bum. My doctor told me this has got to stop. He never heard a beat like hippity, hippity, hop. When the conversation's going fine, must you get your lips so close to mine? My heart goes crazy. It goes bump, de bump, bump. What'll I do? You got me, you got me crazy too Ah, nice, Harry. How do you always manage to pick those top tunes? Well, can I tell you, I have a certain new, very sharp radio set at my home And I bend my ear to it and, you know, to hear what's going on song-wise Oh, I know that set you mean You mind if the Philco man lets everybody in on it? Well, if you think this is the place for such an intimate disclosure, go right ahead. If you like to keep up with what's tops and tunes, you can't get along without a Philco 1201. The amazing new Philco invention that makes it more fun to play records, and a whale of a lot easier, too. You never saw a radio phonograph like the 1201 before. It's new, unique, original, 
so completely automatic you could play it blindfold. No lid to lift, just a door you pull open. Then all you do is put a record in the slot, close the door, and it plays. No switch to turn on, no needle to set, no tone arm to touch. In fact, you never even see the tone arm. All of which makes Philco's 1201 the ideal radio phonograph for spinning your favorite records, and obviously a natural for parties and dancing. You can change the record almost without skipping a step. And if you want to play the same record over, you just open the door and shut it again while you're dancing by. So no matter how many radios or phonographs you own, you've got a place for Philco's new 1201. Only Philco makes it, and your Philco dealer can make delivery now. It's the newest thing in radio from Philco the Leader, famous for quality the world over. happy function on many occasions to introduce to you, the radio audience, top-ranking artists in the field of fine music. If you detect a tremor of undue excitement as I make this announcement, it is directly attributable to my high regard for our forthcoming guest. Nay, more than high regard, it is a deep-rooted feeling of respect. Nay, more than respect, awe. Awe what? Oh, nuts. Oh, Spike uh, Jones and his city slickers with Hawaiian war chant. As the sun pulls away from the shore and our boat sinks slowly in the west, we approach the island of Lulu, which spelled backwards is Ul Ul. In the distance, we hear Spike Jones and his wacky Waikakians. <laughs> Ah, oh, Spike. 
Spike, that was truly enchanting. A tone poem of purest island magic. This may get me off pineapple juice forever, huh? <laughs> Switching to Mission Orange, I think. Glad you liked it, Bing. We aim to please. Well, I'm happy you weren't aiming at me. Say, um... Say, Spike, time to time, you know, sundry passers-by have asked me for a definitive analysis of, of your music. Well, perhaps I can define it. Please no doubt do. you've hmm? heard of uh, Meredith Wilson's Chiffon Swing. I have. Well, I play oilcloth jazz. <laughs> They tell me that you left John Scott Trotter's band to form your own uh, disorganization. Is that true? Yes, I was Trotter's drummer, and he always insisted that I play amongst the other musicians. Oh, foolhardy soul that he was. <laughs> it was this proximity which led to our party. So? One night, Trotter put three cello players right in front of my snare drums, and they were all bald-headed. To me, they looked like timpani. You mean? I got pretty hot that night. And the net result? Two concussions and a pear-shaped welt. <laughs> That was your final performance for John Scott. Right, and may I tell you something, Ben? Please do. I don't like the accompaniment you're getting on this program. Oh, here now, Spike, you're a guest. Wait a minute, please. Do I detect a note of bitterness toward Mr. Trotter? Oh, no, indeed. Never in my most careless moments would I say anything even slightly unkind about the ponderous podiatrist. I wouldn't either, no. Not in there. But my heart aches when I hear the accompaniment he furnished for such a fine singer as your thrush-voiced self. Oh, <laughs> Such flattery can only lead to an immediate audition You got a tune in mind? Yeah, you did a song a long time ago uh, Remember Love and Bloom? Oh, yes, yeah, a lovely tune But I thought Jack Benny had fiddled it flatter than a flabby flounder <laughs> huh? Oh, we'll show him Yes, I guess we will mm. perfume <laughs> Oh no It isn't the tree It's love in blue oh, Can it be the spring That seems to bring The moon right into my room Oh no it isn't the spring oh. It's love in blue oh. My heart was a desert Water, water, give me water You planted the seed And this is the flower This hour of sweet fulfillment Is it all a dream? This joy supreme That comes to me in the gloom Oh, no! It isn't a dream It's love in bloom
you, Spike Jones, and don't ever leave me, John Scott Trotter. <laughs> now, while we pass out the plasma to the audience, here's the young instrumentalist who does to a keyboard what Spike Jones does to a washboard. Playing fascinating rhythm, it's the mighty Skitch Henderson. <laughs> amazing sketch. I think you folks ought to know that Mr. Henderson is perhaps the only living swing pianist who at no time during a number leaves his bench to sing, smoke, or samba. Which leads us sort of semi-deftly into the always welcome chore of introducing a very solid senorita, a vision of loveliness, Lena Romay. Ah, Lena. Como esta usted, senorita? Why, Bing. I didn't know you spoke Spanish. Oh, surely you jest. I hable espanol like a native. <laughs> of what country? I'm cooked, cooked. What are you going to sing, Lena? Little surplus me. Well, if you're surplus, I don't know why I'm fooling around trying to get a thousand foot of beaver board. <clears throat> Let's have it, Lena. I'm losing my entire mind here. Yeah. Once this lunchroom was crowded the whole day long And lively enough, heaven knows Full of laughing and shouting and wisecracks and song And plenty of wolves in G.I. clothes And now take a look 
my deserted dump. There's dust on the pie and potatoes. No more soldiers. The camp is closed. The government gave it back to the alligators. All the cliff joints, bootleggers, and military stores have folded for good and closed up their doors. But here I stay, wasting away among the ham and eggs and cereals. Look at me, and what do you see? Another piece of surplus war material. <laughs> I'm just like leftover K rations, excess war commodity. Nobody shares, nobody cares for little surplus me. I'm just like a munitions dump spot, loaded with old TNT. No one has room. No one goes boom for little surplus me. Yesterday, my life was super special, fighting off GIs galore. But today, there's no one to get fresh. Never a woo woo or anymore. Congress makes special concessions to every war industry. Hey, you in the Pentagon, all the men you sent are gone. Soldiers' pleasure bent are gone. Gee, what are you gonna do with little surplus me? I used to have a major give me the biggest rush. Now he's back at his old job. Knock, 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 knock. It's Fuller Brush. That handsome dashing captain, a wolf with manners, foxy, gone back to his position. This way, please, don't crowd the Roxy. That mousy little private who never got my range, I hear is back at his job. President of some sort of institution. I think he said the stock exchange. They make vases out of shell cases. Swords are all plowshares to be. But oh, Mr. Truman, please, no one sends me new men. Please, try to be more human, please. What are you gonna do with lonely desert? Oh, that was grand, Lena. Thanks very much. Now, from Mr. Irving Berlin's Blue Skies, I'd like to do all by myself with Skitch Henderson at the piano. Nothing personal, Skitch, of course. All by myself in the morn. 
in a cozy Morris chair. So unhappy there, playing solitaire all by myself. I get lonely. Watching the clock on the shelf, I'd love to rest my weary head on somebody's shoulder. I hate to grow older all by myself. Their song, On the Boardwalk at Atlantic City, from the Technicolor production, Three Little Girls in Blue, 100% Dockey. On the boardwalk in Atlantic City, we will walk in a dream. On the boardwalk in Atlantic City, life will be peaches and cream. The salt water air brings out a lady's charms. There on a rolling chair, she'll roll right into your arms. Cinderella, you'll find your fella, someone that you waited for. In romantic, enchanting Atlantic City, down on the old. New Jersey Shore On the boardwalk in Atlantic City We will walk in a dream On the boardwalk 
walk in Atlantic City, life will be peaches and cream. There where the salt water air brings out a lady's charms. There on a rolling chair, she'll roll right into your arms. Cinderella, you'll find your fellow. Someone that you waited for In romantic, enchanted Atlantic City Down on the old New Jersey shore Down on the old New Jersey shore Thank you, charioteers. We certainly enjoyed strolling with you along the boardwalk. Uh, how could I suggest a stroll with the Philco man? How will your favorite radio program sound on a new Philco? <laughs> Words can't tell you, but you'll hear the difference the minute you dial one. Because you get a plus with a Philco. The extra money Philco spends. The extra touches Philco adds to circuit design, power output, engineering details. For instance, if you want a radio phonograph with an automatic record changer, try Bing's records on Philco's great new table model automatic that has everything. A brand new record changer that changes 10, 12-inch or 12, 10-inch records. Featherweight tone arm with permanent type needle, good for thousands of playings. Powerful speaker that gives you clear, rich tone. You'll find that new record changer is really a honey. It's quiet, quick-acting, and mighty easy on your records with special new safety features that protect both your records and the changer. And here's a new feature in tuning convenience. The radio dial and tuning controls are on the outside of the cabinet. You don't have to lift the phonograph lid to play the radio or adjust the volume and tone. Your Philco dealer can make delivery now on Philco's new radio phonograph with automatic record changer. Its design is new, it's new all the way through, and built with the quality that has made Philco famous the world over. Boat rides we would take The moonlight on the lake The way we danced And hummed our favorite song The things we did last summer I remember all winter long The midway and the fun The Cupid dolls we won The bell I rang To prove I was so strong The things we did last summer I'll remember all winter long The early morning hike The rented tandem bike The lunches that we used to pack We never could explain That sudden summer rain The looks we got when we got back The leaves began to fade Like promises we made 
How could a love that seems so right go wrong? The things we did last summer, I'll remember all winter. about knocks it for now, but we'll see you next week. <laughs> Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week at the same hour and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter, his orchestra and chorus, the charioteers, Lena Romai, and Skitch Henderson. This program is produced and directed by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie and transcribed in Hollywood. Lena Romai appears by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of No Leave, No Love, starring Van Johnson. From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle presents the Mel Blanc Show. Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Earl Ross, B. Benadera, Joe Kearns, Leora Thatcher, Zucky, and Victor Miller and his orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard Mel Blanc as the happy postman. Hello, Missy Burns. Here's your mail. Well, goodbye, Missy Burns. Remember, keep smiling. You've heard him as the famous train caller. Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. You've heard him as the lovable character, Zookie. Well, in, in the fixer chop, I'm the president of the, uh, president of the, uh, the, I'm, I'm the vice president of the, uh, I'm the vice president of the, uh, I'm the treasurer of the, uh, tra- uh, uh. I sweep out the place. You've heard him as the famous Warner Brothers cartoon character, Bugs Bunny. What's up, guy? Now hear him as the star in his own show. Hello, Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. You bend it, we mend it. Drop in at Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop, where you're pretty sure to find things in an awful fix. Well, it seems that Mel's fiancée, Betty, has been dropping none too subtle hints about the need for efficiency in the Fix-It Shop. I wouldn't say that Uncle Rupert and Zookie are exactly moochers, but, well, they're more than just a little worried. Zookie, we have to show that we're efficient around here or else. So you'd better try working faster. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, 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 a quick, all right. See, I, I, I'm like a bolt of lightning. I'm a regular dynamo. dynamo I think I blew a fuse. Zookie, here comes Mel. Quick, get busy. Hey, okay. Hello, Mel. What kept you so long? Oh, that Adams job was bigger than I expected. Her toaster wasn't the only thing Mrs. Adams broke. She broke her lawnmower and she broke her electric iron. I hope you presented the lady with a substantial bill. I couldn't. Mrs. Adams was broke, too. Oh, I see. Hey, Uncle Rupert, Betty's right. As a businessman, I'm a washout. We need a little efficiency around here. Just look at this place. It's a shambles. Oh, I don't know. It just has a sort of a lived-in feeling. Yeah, lived-in. I'm serious. Just look at that cigar butt on the floor. 
Is that yours, Uncle? No, my lad. You saw it first. (laughs) Stop kidding. My, you are in a sour mood, nephew. Look. Why don't you get yourself a ticket for the girly review at the Gaiety tomorrow night? It'll cheer you up. Now, Uncle, have you seen the pictures of Fifi Divine the star? Why, that gorgeous little lady has everything. And she carries it so well. <laughs> Uncle Rupert, you know I wouldn't waste a breath on any other girl but Betty. Why, Betty's the most wonderful girl. And... Hello there, sugar boy. I'm Fifi Divine. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to waste a breath. On her, it wasn't wasted. Gosh, I feel better already. You've got a sign outside that says you can fix anything under the sun. I specialize in little jobs under the moon. <laughs> Look, Pop, get back to your funny papers. I'll talk to your straight man here. Uh, well, what can I do for you, miss? Well, I'm the star of the pinup girl review opening at the Gaiety Theater tomorrow night. Uh, you've been at the Gaiety, haven't you, sugar boy? Oh, sure. I go there practically every night. Why, Melvin? Well, it's the only place in town you can get Hershey bars. Oh, you're cute. Look, sugar boy, you see this little gadget? I want you to fix it for me. Sure. It's just a little zipper. Oh, it's not just a little zipper. There's only one like it. It was made especially for me in my harem dance. Harem dance? Mm-hmm. That's the one Anna didn't do for the King of Siam. Why not? Did he have a weak heart? (laughs) You see, in my dance, the miracle zipper drops off one veil when I go like this. Another one when I go like this. And another one when I go like this. Look, Uncle, no hands. (laughs) Well, make sure you have my miracle zipper ready by tomorrow. Goodbye, sugar boy. Well, Mr. Vine, it just happens I'm going your way. Which way are you going? <laughs> Gee. Hello, sugar boy. Hello. Oh, 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 hello, Betty. Well, you see, there was something wrong with her zipper, so naturally, she thought of me. Huh. Uh, I didn't see you come in. Obviously. Oh, that, that was Fifi Divine, the glamorous dancer at the gaiety. Glamorous? Huh. I can't say she wears clothes very well. Wearing clothes isn't her specialty. <laughs> Never mind. I have something more important to talk to you about, Mel. I know, Betty. Efficiency. Yes. I finally found a man who will tell you how to run your business, what to buy, what to sell, and how much to charge. Gee, he must be from Washington. Well, he's an efficiency expert. Just came to town. Herbert Goodhue. Now, are you or are you not going to let me get a hold of him for you? Well, okay, honey. Uh, When will you get in touch with him? The day before yesterday. Oh, the day before... Huh? (laughs) Yes, I wanted to make sure you wouldn't change your mind. Mr. Blank, I'm Herbert Goodhue, the efficiency expert. How do you feel? Well, I had a little cold... Who cares? Huh? That's your first lesson in efficiency, Blank. I've just known you a few minutes. How could I possibly care how you feel? But you asked me... Always get to the point. That's the Goodhue speedy deedy way... Speedy Deedy. Now, listen, Mr. Blank. I'll give you an example of what real efficiency can do for people. For instance, when Mrs. Goodhue and I converse, we use my famous peachy speechy system. Peachy speechy? Not a word wasted. For instance, if I want to compliment Mrs. Goodhue on a delicious dinner, I do not say, darling, the flounder was so delicious it simply melted in my mouth. You don't, huh? No, indeedy. That wouldn't be Speedy Deedy. I leave out all the unimportant words and say, darling, flounder, mouth. 
<laughs> well, I guess you can't get away with that as long as you say darling. <clears throat> What's that you're fooling with? Oh, I have to see about Miss Fifi's zipper. Uh, <clears throat> well, what you do outside of business hours is no concern of the Goodhue Efficiency Program. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Goodhue, I don't think you understand. I see I'll have to change your whole business approach. First of all, how do you say no to your customers? Oh, I just open my mouth and it rolls out. <laughs> when you say no, you've got to make people realize you mean it. Oh? I have proved that dogs and guinea pigs, that when you shake your finger in their faces and say no, spelling it out N-O, they react fastest. Well, what about the dogs and guinea pigs that can't spell? <laughs> Number two. Another feature of my speedy deedy plan. Yeah? Look at this mad jumble here in your shop. When I'm through, every time you turn around, you'll fall over just what you're looking for. It never fails. Do you sell accident insurance, too? <laughs> and number three, that's the hearty departy way of saying goodbye. Gosh, I better write all these things down. It's a goodbye with just a touch of hello in it, like this. Goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that may sound like you're glad to see them go. Oh, you're a lucky man, Mr. Blank. When I'm through in your fix-it shop today, you'll be master of speedy-deedy, peachy-speechy, and hearty-departed. Okie-dokie. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'll do it for Betty. Ah, oh, that's the old speedy-deedy. I'll do it even if it drives me slappy-happy. <laughs> You want me to fix this vase, Mrs. Otis? Yes, if you please, Melvin. Oh, you should see my little grandchild. Poor little fellow, he's teething. My daughter just has to keep burping him all the time. Who cares? And... Huh? What, what was that? Speedy Deedy, Speedy Deedy. Mel Blank, you're much too old for baby talk. About your vase, the answer is no. No. N-O. No. I... I don't understand you. Funny dogs and guinea pigs understand. Take your finger off of my face. I think you've gone mad. Give me back my face. Okay, where is it? Oh! <gasps> my boss! My precious Chinese boss! <laughs> you see, another feature of the speedy deedy plan. Oh. You can't turn around without falling over just what you're looking for. It never fails. I'm getting out of here, but you're going to pay for that boss. Mrs. Otis, I almost forgot. Hardy the party. Goodbye! <laughs> Gosh, Uncle Rupert. Mr. Goodhue's efficiency plan is ruining me. I lost three good customers already today. Four. Don't forget Mrs. Longnecker. My beloved Clara, the richest woman in town. Did she walk out, too? Not before she slapped my face. But why? I decided to try Mr. Goodhue's peachy-speechy system to propose marriage. You know, leave out all the unimportant words. Well? Why was I eloquent. I suggested I come and live with her in her mansion, spend all our days together, perhaps have a few little ones. Well, those are certainly honorable intentions. I meant them to be. But one of the unimportant little words I left out of my proposal was marriage. <laughs> What's going to happen next? Well, I fixed Miss Fifi's zipper, but I can't find it anywhere. What? All this darn efficiency stuff. Oh, I'll ruin her career. She'll drag me into court. She'll sue me for every dollar I've got. 
I just hope Mr. Goodhue is satisfied. Now, now, Melvin. He and his speedy deedy, peachy speechy, hearty to party. He just left out the most important thing, that's all. What's that, nephew? Harry Carey. <laughs> How often it happens, you meet a man, and you think, he's a nice fellow, but... But what? Well, you hate to say it, but it's that little breath of trouble. I mean, unpleasing breath. And the chances are, this chap doesn't dream that a breath of trouble is tagging him, making him unpopular, hindering him in business, spoiling his fun. Without suspecting it, you may be the victim of unpleasing breath. So be on your guard against it. Just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name Colgate Tooth Powder with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Well, let's drop back again at Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop, where the new efficiency plan of Speedy Deedy, Peachy Speechy, and Hearty Departy has the morale very low in Deedy Weedy. Sookie, if Petey sues Mel and he loses the shop, we'll be out on the street. Frankly, I'm worried. Oh, yes, yes, yes so am I. I'm uh, beside myself with it. If, 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 I'm beside myself with... I'm, I'm beside myself with... Hey, it's getting crowded in here. <laughs> There's only one chance. Mel is out somewhere trying to find something like that zipper right now. Gosh, I, I sure hope he finds it. Good Lord, here comes Petey now. You talk to her, Zookie. Me, me? But don't tell her Mel lost that zipper. Don't let her pry it out of you. I'm leaving for the back door. Well, don't worry. I'll, I'll take care of her. I know what to tell her. I know just what I'm going to say. Hello, sugar boy. I'll say... My. My, you're cute. Who are you? I'm Azuki. I, I work for Mel. Where is your boss? I came to pick up my zipper. Oh, well, Mel just stepped out for me. For me, me. He'll be back in a couple of hours. He'll be back in a few days. I think he got lost. Well, we don't need him, Zuki. Fifi just wants her zipper. Now tell, tell me where Mel left it. Come on, sugar boy. <laughs> oh, you can tell me anything. We're here all alone, aren't we? Uh, gee, just you and me. That's it, nice and cozy. <laughs> but I can always call for help. <laughs> We're all alone. And after all, you're a man, and I'm a woman. 
Well, let's leave it that way, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm tired of this. You tell that pinheaded boss of yours, if I don't have that zipper for my show tonight, I'll sue him for every dollar he's got. Don't you butt me. Do you know what that zipper's supposed to do for me tonight? Oh, oh, oh sure. <laughs> Keep your shirt on. <laughs> Darling, I'm so sorry. This whole efficiency business is my fault. But I was just thinking of you. Oh, it's not you, Betty. It's just that I'm not good enough for you. Mel, don't you dare talk like that. Well, I know a couple of people who can't see why you want to marry me. Your mother and your father. Oh, darling. Your grandmother. Uncle Emmett. Cousin Oliver. Darling. And then there's a couple of others. Mr. Thayer, the banker. Mr. Cooney, the traffic cop. Mr. Albernathy, the taxidermist. Stop. My old scoutmaster. My landlady. The 4-H club. The American Legion. The Shriners. The UNO. <laughs> oh, darling, you're such a fool. But I do love you. I love you too, Betty. I'll get out of this somehow. I'll just keep a stiff lower lip. <laughs> Mel, the expression is upper lip. Well, can I help it if it's my lower lip that's trembling? <laughs> He'll be here any minute, Uncle Rupert. I don't know what else I can do. I just can't find her zipper. Well, nephew, don't worry. If worst comes to worst, I'll go out and get a job. Gosh. I'd hate to see you spoil your record. <laughs> oh, my gosh, here comes Dr. Crabb, the veterinarian. He would come at a time like this. Never mind, my lad. I'll take care of that canine killdare. Oh, thanks, Uncle. I'll go and take one last desperate look around. Well, hello, Christopher. How's the dog doctor this morning? Consulting veterinarian, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? Nothing's the matter with me. Got <laughs> a catch in my throat. Uh, could I have a pan of water, please? Christopher, do you realize you're even getting to sound like a dog? Why, thank you, Rupert. Dog is man's best friend. <laughs> In fact, I understand them. You understand what dogs say? Why, certainly. I have a little Pekingese. When he looks up at me with his big watery eyes and says, uh, You know what that means? He's hungry. Oh, somebody must have told you. <laughs> but dogs are wonderful. <laughs> When my little cocker spaniel goes over to meet my great Dane, he says, rawr, rawr, rawr. and then the great Dane says, rawr, rawr, rawr. and then that little cocker, <laughs> then the big Dane he says, <laughs> and what 
What does that mean? I don't know, but they sure understand each other. <laughs> oh, please go away. Yeah, I must be going now. But remember, elephants need your sympathy, especially adults. They blow their nose and wait so long until they get results. <laughs> well, bye. <laughs> I know, Mr. Vaughn. I should be over at the theater right now, but I can't go on. What am I going to dance in, my girdle? Mmm, that ought to be snappy. <laughs> hey, that's what I'll do. I got it. I got it. Now, what are you doing? No, don't push all those things off the counter. Have you gone crazy, man? Now, you stay out of this, Mr. Goodhue. Uncle Rupert, throw those nuts and bolts where they belong. Yeah, that's right. Right there in the sink. And all this goes back where it was, too. <laughs> Mel, what have you done? Goodness, the fix-it shop's a shambles. Everything just the way it was yesterday morning. The same mess. The same mess? Are you sure, Mr. Goodhue? I exactly should know. I should know. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Darling, where are you going? To get Miss Fifi's zipper. Now that everything's in order again, I know just where it is. Here, you see? It was inside Mrs. Zabrowski's zither. You know, Z for zither and Z for zipper. Oh, let me have that zipper. I've got to run to the theater. And to show you there's no hard feelings, I'll bring my car around for you to fix. Well, what's wrong with your car? Uh, you know me, sugar boy. I strip the gears. <laughs> so Something else I can do for you, Mr. Blank. Mr. Goodhue, the answer is no. No? N-O. That spells no. Oh, goodbye, Mr. Goodhue. You know, hearty to party. Goodbye! <laughs> For a Zookieism. What? You never heard of a Zookieism? Well, hang around. Use Colgate tooth powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder. Look, let's face the facts. A little breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, is no respecter of persons. Girl or woman, man or boy, teamster or tycoon, debutante or duchess, all are possible victims of unpleasing breath. Why, even you, though you don't suspect it, may risk your happiness, ruin your romance, even jeopardize your job because of unpleasing breath. So isn't it best to be on your guard, to watch out for that little breath of trouble? My advice is do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date, with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. Remember the name Colgate Tooth Powder with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Well, 
Suki, we've had a lot of excitement, but I hope you learned something about efficiency. Yes, Suki. To be efficient, you should score yourself on things like ingenuity, perseverance, industry. How would you score yourself? Uh, well, on ingenuity, ingenuity, I, I, I score for five. Uh, on perseverance, I score for five. On industry, I score to do it. I don't know what the score is. <laughs> This is Scott Easton reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at the same time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar in. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to Delling Soap Film. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Mel Blanc Show was written by David Victor and Herb Little Jr. and was produced by Joe Ryan. Say hello to Halo Shampoo if you want naturally bright and beautiful hair. For Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Halo lets hair sparkle with natural brilliance. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather to quickly carry away loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar in. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to Dulling Soap Film. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Ladies, help out by taking your used kitchen fat to your butcher. He'll pay you four cents a pound. Sell him a can of fat this week for sure. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.